Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Isaiah, let me ask you a question. Have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? Nah, what's that? Okay, let me give you the rundown. It's basically the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you literally everything you need all in one place. Do you want to know how it works? Yeah, tell me all about it. Okay, well, Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start recording today. You don't even need any fancy software or anything like that. Whoa, we got to get on top of that ASAP. Right? And there's still more. You can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify, with a single tab. Anchor is also the only place that you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. What? I'm on Spotify every day. Let me log on real quick. Also, with Anchor, creators like us can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. I'm going to download the Anchor app and check anchor.fm and start today. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Make It Work Project Runway podcast hosted by Silent Podcast. It is me, Nicole Horn. I am here to discuss the lovely world of Project Runway from this past week. We're talking about outfits that are tens across the board as we discuss outfits designed for the purpose of the Olympics. We are here with our two lovely co-hosts. We have first the lovely Gia Worthy. How are you, Gia? I'm doing well. Uh Great to be with, obviously, the superior group of the week from everything that we've seen with uh, with the duos this week. I, I don't know if I'd call them tens, maybe like solid eights and sevens. But other than that, it was still a fun episode, and it was great to see uh, how people could com- could collaborate together. So interesting stuff, and I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, they were going for the gold, but we got quite a few bronzes. Bronzes, um, people didn't make the podium, maybe a silver, like one silver. Yeah, we'll get into it. We also have the amazing Naomi Calhoun with us. How are you, Naomi? Hello, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go watch Ice Princess after this. Um, I'm doing great. And uh, I cannot wait to... um, demolish uh what is by far the ugliest episode of project runway so far this season i i feel bad i kind of started with the tens 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 at the olympics you're going for the tens you want to you know stick the lancy nadia komanech style but yeah a couple of people yeah fell i have a lot of point deductions i have a lot of point deductions as a judge yeah not enough uh pointed feet on the on the balance beam (laughs) i don't know why i'm going to summer olympics this is winter olympics we're doing uh, pirouettes out here on the ice Oh boy. <laughs> Is that not what they do? I guess you gotta just ask. Say like, just say like triple Lutz and you'll be fine, I think. Perfect. Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski, two figure skating icons, are here because they need some looks for the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. Just to commentate, not to perform in. Um, although I would have loved to see some people crumble at the idea of actually making a full figure skating outfit. I was, first of all, I love Aaron's reaction to seeing Johnny and Tara probably more than I appreciated anything else from this challenge. And I also liked that we got to really see their personalities. Like, obviously they're both big personalities. They get along with each other. They have really good rapport, but getting like that list of everything that they wanted shown on screen. Like I, we want, we like everything, but also we like nothing. That was fantastic. And I'm glad that they were able to do a little tongue in cheek with this challenge that was clearly very difficult. And then on top of it, it was going to be a one day challenge. So it was very interesting. And then on top of it, they're doing it in pairs, which always serves some type of drama, maybe not always enjoyable drama, but I was cautiously optimistic going into this and I'm glad there was cautious. When I heard one day challenge, I was like those pesky Bravo Real Housewives producers, they're at it again. They're trying to, you know, stir the pot. And you know what? I love soup. So I'm glad that they're stirring the pot. Well, well, let's take a minute to think about this. Do you guys prefer a one-day challenge or a two-day challenge? Because because these looks are going to be on air on NBC live on the Short Pairs program, as they so thoroughly explained, do, would you have rather seen more time for these designers to hone in their looks? Or do you think it would have been a lost cause anyway? I feel like it's not. I think they definitely could have used the extra day. Let's be real. Like, 
a lot of those the, those looks were just not it. But as a viewer, I personally, I haven't felt any, I don't see any difference in terms of like my viewing experience from a one day to a two day challenge other than the quality of the work at the end or people have more time to fix up their mistakes. And at the end, I wanna see beautiful clothes. I don't get joy out of seeing people crumble. So, you know, I am pro two day challenge especially for something like this where they have to work in pairs. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think, I think the problem inherently is that like Project Runway is built as a pressure cooker. So the idea is that you can turn something around really well. But I would say that like, if you're doing menswear, I almost want a two day challenge more than maybe like the hauntingly chic dress because menswear is something that not a lot of these designers actually do. And usually it's a recipe for disaster. So maybe I would like a give and take there, but uh, let me tell you what a, what a episode this was. It, truly some of the worst fashion I've seen in a while. Um, and I think that actually the idea of introducing Tara and Johnny, like two people who are known for sort of being really like over the top fashionable uh, makes the designers have to really, really think about like, what is cheesy, what is too ugly, what is just the right sort of level of camp and like find that perfect center. And I really only think one person found that center and they won the challenge. So everybody else I think kind of missed the mark. Uh, but I'm what an Aaron, guys, we were asking for an Aaron episode and we got it. We did, we did. And I just loved seeing him like, uh, well, at the last week, we had Brandon talking about how he had his little gay moment when um, one of the outfits came down the runway. And I feel like this whole episode was Aaron's gay moment because he was just so excited to see Johnny and Taryn. Like, honestly, same. Like, Johnny wears a perfect uh, personality for this challenge. But, oh, my God, it was just so... I got my face like lit up every time I saw him on screen. He was just so happy to be a part of this challenge. And his partner Chantal's just along for the ride, basically like getting to bask in his joy. So kudos to them, but oh my God, it was, I've always, I want more Aaron episodes. I loved it. I demand more now. And I, he was one of the few that made something that I didn't find completely hideous. So I'm just glad it worked out for him. Yeah, I just, as a stand of many things, I love seeing people like meet their idols. I don't know. It's like just so satisfying to see how excited he was to see Johnny, even though, um, yeah, Chantal had no idea what she was getting herself into, knowing that he, she's working with somebody that knew the color of the dress that Terry Lipinski wore when she won um, the gold medal at the Olympics. So very, very cool that we had um, a real stand on the show. I wonder if they... I, it probably was a coincidence, but it would be cool if you saw some strings pulled, just like on Big Brother 13, when Adam Pock met Tori Spelling. I don't know if that's too in the weeds, but it was giving me that. It's a little in the weeds. It's very much that. Saying. That's a, what a perfect comparison. <laughs> it's, um, but it's the same thing. It's the same it, thing. It is. So here are some of the highlights of what Johnny and Tara want. Um, a statement piece that doesn't swallow Tara, who's very tiny, or smother Johnny, um, must be from the waist up, have an intriguing neckline, 
be completed in less than 24 hours, has to be Hunger Games, but it also has to be not too bright for on camera. Like, truly the list goes on and on and on. I love the graphic. Uh, I think that the editing is very funny this season. Here's, uh, here's my big problem with the episode, is they just pass out color-coded cards to, like, assign them models and like whatever color-coded card you get is your partner i always prefer when people pick partners because it always creates like tension of like this person didn't pick me or like you know this person picked me first um i always like the button bag sort of order of picking uh, a partner what what do you guys think is this just drama waiting to happen they just said johnny hand katie and octavio the yellow cards I feel like when you give out the cards, it definitely feels a little bit more contrived. Like, I don't want to say rigged, but the button bag definitely is a way where it's really difficult to rig. Like, you can pull out all the, the buttons out of the bag until um, everyone's been chosen. So you can see that it's not rigged. But it, yeah, I feel like where that was drama just waiting to happen. And I feel like the seasoned vets at Bravo that are producing this show should have known that. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of letting them pick. Like, I don't, ha I'm not against letting them pick pairs, but uh, I feel like it's it's fun to see the mismatched pairs or seeing who ends up with who just at random. But like you already said, this wasn't a random pick. This was Johnny handing out cards to people at his will. And I do like the button bag. I'm pro button bag, but not pro much else in this regard but sometimes we do get some really cool looks and some fun pairs with them letting letting them pick as well so I feel like I wouldn't have even thought of it if they had just said all right guys get into pairs exactly like anything that is either more random or more determined I would have preferred over this mm -hmm. but it is what it is the cars are covered in glitter which is a nice touch um so they have 30 minutes to collaborate um, and Praje is paired up with Sabrina and he says, I quickly realized what Sabrina was sketching is not it. Last week, Sabrina was in the bottom, so I'm ready to shit bricks. Sabrina's just been very quiet in the background right lately. And I feel like Praje is the opposite where he is very vocal. He's very upfront and very, he knows what he's good at and he knows the designs and he knows what how to meet the criteria of the challenge and honestly I was not like I did not hate his dress this round either like I was actually um I was actually pretty satisfied with it especially compared to a lot of the other looks and I do like Praje's style but I feel like uh, with everything we've learned about Sabrina so far and the fact that she has been on the bottom with everything we know about Praje and the fact that he was always in the top like this was always going to end up as a disaster in some way yeah this episode was just like a big negative cloud of energy from Praje yeah. he was saying all these criticisms of Sabrina as if this isn't a team where he should be voicing his opinions like how is it that difficult to to step up and say Right, you're right at the beginning. This is where you're supposed to prevent those fires from coming up. Why are you complaining on the confessional instead of promoting yourself, setting yourself up not to go home when you do go in the bottom? You know, it just didn't feel, I didn't really like that. It felt very uh, counterproductive. And I, I love to complain. That's one of my favorite things to do is complain, <laughs> but definitely did not feel like the best thing to do when we're in a team challenge. Yeah, the other thing that to me, like it doesn't make sense 
to complain when you know that one person is going home. Like, if your partner sucks more than you, your partner will go home. Just focus on what you're making. And then, you know, if they need some help and you have some time, offer it. But, like, you're not going to go home just because your partner is terrible. Yeah, Pache was very negative this episode. He was very not happy to be with Sabrina. And I felt like he... He had one of those days where he like he he was starting negative and he wasn't going anywhere but down. Um, but they head to Mood with a thousand two hundred dollars. Absolute madness at Mood. But guess what we learn? That the Siriano save is back. Fuck those other four designers because they were not worthy of even thinking about this, guys. I'm baffled at the introduction of the Siriano save five episodes in. Nicole, what do you think? They've definitely cut down some of the fat at this point. Um, I feel like the rest of the designers, a lot of them have either been in the top or been consistently safe. Like we've cut off a couple of the designers with the exception of Katie, um, who have been um, low consistently. So I guess uh, I, I see what they did, but it feels like fundamentally very unfair that they're just dropping it now. And they dropped it like right after the trip to mood and like they didn't really focus on it. It was a weird, weird way how they introduced it, why they placed it there. I don't know. Not not really my vibe. Yeah, this was so awkward. And I had no idea. I, didn't, I wasn't even thinking about the Siriano save at this point, honestly. So to have it this late in the competition and have it be like this random one-off of like, oh yeah, guys, by the way, now that, you know, yeah, now that we've trimmed the fat, the Siriano save is back. But it was just, it was very weird. I thought this was a way to allude that like a designer goes home this round that has been at the top or something. And Christian was going to use his save here. Like I was like, maybe they, maybe he announced it earlier and they decided to put it here because it was relevant or there was going to be like some debate whether he was going to use his save mm -hmm. or not but it was just very it was very weird and I don't get why it was there and I don't know how it's going to come into play in the future if they're going to have more team challenges because things like this where you could have a designer go home because of what their partner did or have them be in the bottom more because of what their partner did, then like those can be challenges where a save would be really useful. But it was just very weird. I did not understand it and why it was going to be in this part of the show. And then it never came up again. Like as soon as Sabrina was gone, like there wasn't even a debate about whether or not he was going to use his save or not. So I, it felt weird that like this was the elimination that they decided to introduce this yeah exactly that just weird timing weird choice of of like the content of the episode to introduce it on and then the fact that we definitely knew that he wasn't going to use it on sabrina weird weird all over um so guys the pairs are aaron and chantal bones and anna chastity and zayden katie octavio crystal christina and coral that, that's their team name, Crystal, um, and Praje and Sabrina. Now, when you saw these pairs originally formed, who, who did you peg as, like, they were going to make the best outfit? Aaron and Chantal, like, immediately. It was, I, I had a feeling, though, they're already very talented designers, and just Aaron's love of the, of, uh, the figure skaters, it just seemed like 
and Chantal has immunity. So she, you know, she will have like a higher commitment to go with Aaron's ideas, you know, cause it's like, he's not, she's not going to go home even if their, their idea flops. So that was already someone that I just had a feeling was already going to be up top and I swear to God, Project Runway, you keep not showing me Zayden and Chastity <laughs> and Zayden are like two of my favorite people right now. And you still don't show me them. And like, I was so, I didn't know whether like how they were going to do. I had a feeling they were going to be safe afterwards anyways, but I was so upset that we did not get to see very much of them. And they're in pairs. Like, I don't need to see every time Project and Sabrina don't get along or every time Anna's frustrated with bones or whatever happens here like I don't need to see or I don't need to see 50 confessionals of Katie saying oh well Octavio's design is so big so I'm going to tone it down I was just I don't care like show me Chastity and Zayden I'm sorry I was upset like we got cute little moments from chastity like fighting with Christian throughout the episode (laughs) like there she's like doing her little sewing moment and Christian's like to bead or not to bead. And Chastity's like, I'm going to bead. I'm a pageant girl. Of course I got to bead. <laughs> so I love seeing like those cute little personality moments. That's how I know that um, her and Zayden were not um, in any danger of going home besides um, the fact that their outfits, well, we can get into the outfits later, but um, I knew that they were going to be just fine because of those little um, personality moments throughout the episode. Um, when I saw all the groups together, I thought Bones and Anna could be kind of interesting. Coral and Christina also two designers that make very pretty feminine things so we had some good teams across the board Chantal Mm -hmm. and Erin the only thing that gave me pause was the fact that Chantal had immunity and that she can do really whatever she wanted but um, I think Erin's commitment to the challenge really didn't give her a chance to do that at all there's a lot going on in this workroom so I want to just talk about um, what I think you guys believe should have gone home which is the pairing of katie and octavio this is by far the worst combination of people um to put together and they're a mess from the start and they never ever recover so let's talk about them it was just painful because we know that they both have such self-assured aesthetics but neither of them um well, one person was willing to compromise, that being Katie, but unfortunately she compromised so much against someone who objectively had a worse outfit that went against the standards of the challenge. Like if you have me and I'm doing something very, a very basic look and my partner is doing something way over the top and un, unconditioned for the challenge, I would be a little upset and I would say something. I just didn't understand that Katie had all of the arguments in her favor to stand up for herself and she still took a back seat because it was easier and her look suffered as a result. That's just the universe telling you that if you don't stand up for yourself, shit's going to happen and you can't even be mad because you technically had the control. So it was it was disappointing to see that Katie got lost um, working with somebody who just was a little bit more, I wouldn't say gregarious, just like a bigger personality that overwhelmed her and always. I was so over this pair right from the beginning and then nothing convinced me otherwise that I like that there was any chance that they were not going to be on the bottom. They were 
uh, I and I feel like this isn't the worst pairing that either of them could have gotten because they are over the top designers. They both, you know, there's there is so much potential there for them to make some really cool standout pieces. And they fell flat on their face because Octavio did what Octavio does, which is the huge ruffles, which they specifically said not to do because Tara was going to get swallowed up. Yeah, exactly. And then he assumed that this was going to be okay because it's gotten him far before, even though it clearly does not meet the criteria of the challenge. And Katie just went along with it because Octavio has been in the top and she hasn't. And Katie's outfit was just like, also did not meet the criteria of the challenge because it had a very busy bottom half and they specifically wanted something at the top. So I was just over them. This went as worse as it possibly could have for them. And it was completely their fault. Like there's like, Octavia, what are you doing? Like where, where in this challenge did you think that this was going to be a good result for you? And I think he thought he was going to get by on the fact that he has gotten to the top with these types of looks before. So he clearly didn't listen. He clearly already had something in his head. And honestly, I would have like the fact that Katie didn't listen was just so frustrating because we saw so much of it throughout the episode. Like she didn't stand up for herself. She didn't try to do something to save herself. And honestly, I think Katie should have gone home over Sabrina. I would have much rather seen some potential out of Sabrina in the future episodes than Katie. But the only thing I will say that in Katie's favor for staying is that Octavio definitely had the worst look of the two yeah. for what the challenge was uh, requiring. But that's about it. That's And that's my hot take this episode. I think Octavio should have gone home. And, and this is why. Because this is so they're going to be covering the olympics for i assume nbc right or some major broadcasting company in what fucking world is nbc going to put johnny weir in a mesh top on television and be like that seems good for america like do not forget that america is still incredibly uncomfortable with sexuality and gay men but also to be fair they're presenting and they're trying to be professional and they're trying to have professional attire, even though it's fashion. And I think that is Octavio's huge mistake this episode. This is not professional fashion. This is like club kid runway. And I like it as a design, but it is so wrong for the challenge at hand. At the very least, Katie made a top that is tight to the body and has a little bit of detail black is not going to be as heinous under studio lights as it is on a runway um so you can see it a little bit more especially if it does have that detail although we'll talk about like the lines across the boobs and all that stuff if either one of them would have gone home it would have been fine to me neither of them were quite successful but i think that sabrina made a couple choices that ultimately i think people the the judges just sort of saw as like nails in the coffin i was wondering if christina and Coral were going to be the bottom when I saw that, like, one, what Christian calls Wonder Woman, this, like, cinched gold band around the model that Christina was doing. And I was just like, Christina in the bottom, Christina in the bottom. And then it didn't happen. Like, it could have been cool so if it was more of, like, an intentional corset moment on that uh, gold dress 
Well, I don't remember if the dress was gold and the corset was silver or vice versa, but it could have been cool if it was a corset and not just like a weird big piece of fabric that didn't seem to have a rhyme or reason and it didn't really give her a great shape and Mm -hmm. if anyone has sat in a corset for a long period of time knows of course it gives you great posture but you know it's kind of uncomfortable so I feel like if I'm commentating I want to be comfortable in my seat and an outfit like that wouldn't work even what they ended up with uh Christina and Coral's team for that a woman's look there was such like a, a weird slit down the front so it still didn't really hit the mark with the final look but um improvement from a gold mess 1.0 gold belted mess this season loves to do gold gold messes so I mean, I'm sure this is not the last that we are going to see see of uh, a gold mess gold mess 3.0 for the win Bones is punching the air right now. <laughs> so something I want to talk about because Sabrina in this episode reveals that she suffers from rheumatoid arthritis um, and she is often in pain and she's working through it, but she's having a flare up. I was reading the L magazine um, re- or the L.com recap of this episode and they sort of come up with an interesting question. Like when somebody suffers from something that is, a chronic illness and we saw last year um last season Diane Kim was suffering as well and sort of excused herself for medical reasons um is it almost unfair when somebody's having a flare-up or having a really tough time to say well you only have one day to do this challenge there's nothing we can do you know now you have to make it work or should there be these modifications made to allow designers who maybe have different physical abilities or physical strengths to compete. I mean, I don't think we're gonna solve this question by any means, but I, I think it's an interesting topic to bring up in reality TV. I think that it's a very interesting topic and the fact that, you know, this is something that should be addressed and it shouldn't be falling on Sabrina to just grin and bear it. I don't know whether, I mean, we already discussed, none of us thought this should have been a one day challenge anyway. So I do agree. And, you know, it's not like, I don't think Sabrina went home because of her arthritis. I think it definitely made it more difficult for, um, for her to make it through the challenge, but we've seen her past work as well. So I think, you know, I think that she was already kind of on a on a short string anyway, but there should be some type of accommodation to it that doesn't fall on Sabrina, in my opinion. And whether it's, we make it a two day challenge or there's a break in between days so that, you know, if, if they knew ahead of time that Sabrina was suffering from rheumatoid arthritis, then the production should have come up with a plan for what can we do if one of our contestants has an uh, a flare up like this or has in has an in, uh, has um, something that can prevent them from doing the challenge that day? And I think that is a discussion that we should be having that reality TV should be having because I don't think that this should be something that Sabrina has to go deal with on her own, especially like we were talking about how she didn't tell her partner, she didn't tell Prajay about her arthritis because she didn't want him feeling bad for 
uh, bad for her, but maybe that would have put things in perspective for Prajay, or maybe it wouldn't have, but at least he would have been aware that this is something that is happening. Mm. And, but I understand where Sabrina is coming from too. She doesn't want people to feel bad for her. Well, like, this is not something that this is, this is a reality of the situation. Like you're not, it's not about feeling bad for Sabrina. It's about, this is something that you are dealing with and you shouldn't have to just grin and bear it for the challenge. We want people to have an equitable playing field. Mm. So yeah, I think this is a deeper discussion. And I think that if production wanted to, they could have come up with a solution to address this much better than how they did, which is basically just let her deal with it and tell whoever she wants to tell. For real, I'm glad that you say that it needs to be a greater discussion because when Naomi posed that question, I was like, damn, I don't have a good answer for this. Because it's <laughs> such a, yeah, because as soon as you start thinking in terms of, you know, physical ability, like I tore my ACL, I never shut up about it. And that was almost a year ago and I still complained about it. So I could only imagine what um, Sabrina was experiencing and, uh I, I empathize with her so much and I it's hard it, of course in hindsight you're like why didn't she tell Prajay but I'm sure she's had this conversation a hundred times in her life about um mm. the her physical abilities so there's so many um factors to consider it would be great if there would have been like a break during the day but yeah it has to be a bigger conversation because there's so many individual considerations here that are bigger than anything I can comprehend. It's just, it was just terrible to hear her talk about it in the beginning of the episode. I was like, oh, this better not be the sob story. This better be the sob story fake out, but no, it was the, the sob story go home. And I saw a couple of people on Reddit ask if they thought Sabrina was a mercy kill this episode because of her flare up. And I really hope that's not the case because I don't know enough about RA to know if that's something where, um, she would have eventually might have had to pull out because of the extent of the pain but damn just a terrible situation all around I hope our girl Sabrina's hanging in there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. and, and, and I think uh I think Sabrina was already on her way out just unless she was able to start delivering some really killer top looks over the next few weeks like this she already wasn't doing great I want to believe that she was not a mercy kill for this episode because I do think she did give one of the worst looks but I don't know how much of to what extent the judges or production was aware of her of her condition so it's hard to pinpoint exactly everything that was going on there's probably a lot that we didn't see either Mm -hmm. probably know she's had another flare-up at some point during the season and we're just learning about it now because this is when she went home and Gia something you said earlier that I think um, that is totally true is like it is production's responsibility to create a game plan when you're asking someone to appear on your television show like obviously people can get cast but you at the end of the day have a duty to protect those people and keep them safe and not overworked and they're you know they're doing 12-hour days for you just to make some tv content so at the end of the day you need to take care of your contestants and I think that's the, the, you know, we have no solution to the greater problem, but I think the first step is making sure that production is doing all they can. Um, and that's why I love when players call out players, contestants call out production because they deserve to be TV shows are shady places. Like I fucking work on one, like TV shows 
and the television industry is a shady place and so it's always good to call them out when things are failing um and i hope i wonder if sabrina's made any posts about it i have not investigated but i will i think i saw a tweet from her just saying that she really like enjoyed her time and everything but i need to like it was it was just the very generic like thank you all for the support i had a great time on the show and things like that we're happy for you sabrina and and look she still made some great stuff we are uh here for the runway unless there's anything else to talk about folks first up it is Aaron and Chantal's look. We got a bunch of sassy models this episode, huh? They really said, give us your best Tara and Johnny, girl. Go for it. This is a look. First we have Chantal. Chantal's did Tara's dress. It is a, uh, a dress with a halter-style vest on top. Um, a very loose, sort of fitted blue and black dress. Um with some it's like a blue sort of lace or sparkle I honestly can't even tell anymore um, on top of a black fabric and Aaron doing Johnny's look with some leather pants and the same blue and black fabric uh in the jacket um and a black shirt underneath what's going on for you guys uh do you think this deserved to be in the top I think Aaron's look definitely deserved to be in the top I love the jacket and I, I had a similar uh, uh, critique that Elaine did about the blue being just like too similar to the black that it kind of washed it out when I first saw it. But like seeing this picture of it with lights and I'm sure they would have similar lights with this look if, if, they, if this had been the looks that had won during the presentation. So, or like for be, presenting at the Olympics then they would have been able to still show it. But I actually really like the blue and black. And I think I think this really meets the criteria of what they were looking for. I don't know how I feel about the halter, but as for what they were looking for, but I do think it's like pretty good overall, especially considering everything we get after this. The dress is also where I find a lot of problems. Like, Tara is a gorgeous short woman um, and this dress makes the model look really short. She looks truncated, not to go all SAT on you guys. And maybe it's also the styling of the booties that cut her leg off at a certain point. Mm. But there's just something about the dress that is like slightly uncanny valley. Like it looks like it would be good, but like any woman with boobs would just be falling out of it. The halter top is a little bit bulky. It's hard to see the beading over the black, like we mentioned. And yeah, there's just a couple of small details in that dress that make it something that like maybe I'd wear it if it was fitted slightly better. And I know Chantal can do that well. So um, just considering that the, we'll get into the other looks. I know we've said that a lot, but I would say the woman's look is probably solid, like right in the middle where the men's look, put it into the top. Yeah. I do really like the man's uh, sparkly boots as well. That's a very nice touch. So I just very much appreciate Aaron in general. But what's so wrong with a black pump? Like, why can't these designers put their models in black or nude pumps? Like, it can't be that difficult. Oh, no, I'm talking about Aaron, the male model's boots. That's why I was like, maybe they're doing the boots (laughs) for like some sort of like synchronicity moment, but I don't like the boots on the model, on the woman model. I like it. I'm a fan. 
No, I'm sorry. I like just a little, person, it's I like a little sparkle in there. I let listen. I I like a little like surprise sparkle. So I'm the like man can wear quiet. the boots, but the woman just gets some pumps. Yes. Uh, yes. Boots agreed. Um, well, I have to say my big issue with this look and honestly why I think it should have been kept out of the top is because I think Chantal's dress is actually incredibly also does not fit the challenge. It, it's a good dress, but the way that the model is wearing it, there is absolutely no breast support. And so, you know, Tara Lipinski is going to be free balling on NBC, you know, like you just can't, I think, have a dress that low cut that loose and say this is appropriate for television for presenting um especially like uh, the way i think about it is like if you you know if you're looking at it from the front it looks nice but if you turn like you know a couple degrees and you're on the side someone's gonna see something and like you know you gotta tape that shit down and i just think that this dress is not successful um and i also i don't really love the way that aaron's pants fit i get that it's supposed to be baggy but they almost look baggy in a strange way but, you know, good for them. I'm glad that Aaron got to talk to Tara and Johnny and tell them exactly how he felt about them as figure skaters. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. Again, this is tough because Black shows up terribly on the runway. And so it's really hard to see how the outfits look. I, Project Runway's runway lighting is horrendous for Black outfits. And it just makes it so difficult for the viewers at home to really observe what's going on in them. Folks, we're moving on to the next look. Uh, Anna and Bones. Um, uh, come on, come on, Icicle Queen. Come on, Jack Frost. I mean, this is uh, two white garments. Anna makes a beautiful long white uh, gown with tons of sparkle bead fringe, and Bones makes what I can only describe as like an outfit for somebody who might be playing the physical representation of winter in their school play. Oh my God. <laughs> you nailed it. That's exactly what he looks like. And it's giving arts and crafts as well. So mm. really hit the nail on the, on the head with that one. Um, I, I love the white. The white. Yes. The white's really nice. I actually do like, I think the shirt meets the criteria of the challenge, but without the vest, it needs something else that's not the vest it walked mm -hmm. out in. But I don't know why, why are these designers not collaborating more with each other? Like I can see where, the, like they learned nothing from the first challenge that they did because I feel like if Bones had taken some of the, I know they had that issue about fabric and everything somewhere in the middle of the episode, but if Bones had from the beginning taken like a similar design to what Anna, like start like putting some of those like sparkly, like dangly beads, like on the shirt or something, like found some way to incorporate more of Anna's taste into his shirt, it would have looked so much better, like leagues better than what what the vest is we got because it's like night and day with with uh the beads on the vest versus the beading that we see on Anna's dress and Anna's dress is stunning like it was by and far the best thing of this entire episode to come out and one of the few that I think actually meets the criteria of the challenge it was like gorgeous I think then she's Tara said she liked a 
She liked a very uh, stunning, like a very statement piece neckline. And I think that's what you get here. It's it feels like it's paying a little homage to the ice skating background without reading like a ice skating costume. It's like Anna understood the assignment and I love that for her. And I'm glad that being in a duo did not uh, falter. I wish I could wear Anna's dress, but my titty said no. <laughs> my titty said, sorry, you're going to be on the floor in this dress and the, the V would expose me too much. But it is a very gorgeous dress. I think it's like flapper, but elevated, like Ooh, yeah. but not costume, but yeah. also icy. Uh, it's, uh, she did a great job. I think it's a lovely garment. I do like Bones' shirt. Yeah, take off that arts and crafts vest. I would wear that shirt to work with a cute little pair of slacks or something. I think it's very chic. I love the champagne. I think it complements the light very well. Um, but when the bar is on the floor, for some of the other looks like this is what's going to get you the win so good job Anna and good for Anna I don't know if we mentioned her being from Shanghai um because oh, yeah. this look one she'll get to the dress will be worn in Shanghai so that's very or in Beijing um which is also in China so excuse me <laughs> it was really nice to have for her to have her moment at the end when they announced her win saying how happy she was that they were going to be wearing a Chinese American designer at the Beijing Olympics. So I, um, while I really think that Anna won because she had the best look, it was just, it was a very nice touch to the end of this episode. Definitely. So here's, here's my big issue with, okay, I'm, I'm glad that only one person won because I don't think Bones is look deserved to win. I think this is also not great that the, like the sheer stuff Johnny Weir definitely needs to put like a tank, like needs to put an undershirt underneath this look and like a blazer over it. Cause I just don't think it quite, like the sheerness just doesn't, it's not gonna work on camera, right? We're gonna like see a nipple on like NBC and like nobody's gonna like it. Um, what I will say is I like this pair the best. They look great together. The pair of pants that Bones made looks wonderful. Um, and here's what I would do. I would make the, the the shirt in a different fabric that's still got this very sort of white sparkle and you take some of the fringe that Anna has and you put it like right at the collar right you make him a little neckline a cool little v right at the center of Johnny Weir's chest maybe where the v that is cut out of Anna's dress is um and you really sort of make them look like a pair rather than um just you know two people who are both wearing white but I love it good for Anna good for her she wanted to represent Chinese designers and she did just that very successfully um here we are we are at Chastity and Zayden first of all doesn't it look like the model's wearing a bald cap I I know they're probably not but the male model looks like they're in a bald cap for some reason yeah and their head like, is so shiny I know um it does it does look very it gave a like a little polish on the head or something rubbed a little Vaseline on it before hmm. before they walked out now Here's, here's Naomi's hot take. First of all, I'll describe them. Uh, it, Chastity has created a maroon dress for Tara um, with a lot of peekaboo cutouts in the shoulders, near the collarbone, and in the waist, as well as a flared little mini skirt. And uh, for Johnny, Zayden has created a sort of brocade. Uh, it's like a, almost like a white pink jacket with maroon trim 
a huge bow on a silk shirt and then maroon pants. I really love this dress. And my hot take is this should have been in the top over Aaron and Chantal. That's my hot take. I think Chastity has knocked it out of the park with this dress. And it's a it's a beautiful piece of, of clothing. Um, please, anybody, I'm, I'm literally just going to rave about Chastity if nobody cuts me off. <laughs> I do like this dress. I just think that Tara Lipinski has been a figure skater for so long that for her to pick the dress that so obviously looks like it could be a figure skating costume could have been a little too nail on the head, even though it's very well designed. I love the little skirt. I think the uh, the little uh, ruffle details at the end of the skirt are so flattering. I wish that I owned like just the bottom half of this outfit because the top half is giving um, Michelle Kwan. But um, also for the men's look, I think Zayden did a great job here as well. I love that little jacket with a little tie in the maroon. They look great right next to each other. But because Tara and Johnny got to pick which looks were in the top, I could see why this was passed over. I am so salty that this was passed over. First of all, I'm going to jump on the, like, hype these two up train, as, the, as I have been known to do, because I love Chastity and Zayden. But these two understood the assignment. They are one of the only looks that actually look like a pair. Like they are, they're not matchy matchy, but they both have the maroon. They are obviously like coordinated. And I feel like these are the two that actually got worked the best together and got the assignment done the best. So I honestly do believe that they should have been in the top two. This was gorgeous looks both ways. I understand it is a little bit on the nose for a figure skater. So I can understand why the dress might've been passed over, but it's other than Anna's, that's probably, this is my favorite dress of the day. And Zayden's look is my favorite of all the male designs. I love the jacket. The pants look great. I would, my one thing is maybe get rid of the bow at the, the long bow tie or just like do like, even if like a something, a more fitted shirt, like make Bones shirt in that fabric would have been nice, but I, it's not even that bad where I would say like it has to go just like my personal critique on that. But this, this look is stunning. They're the pair of them are both stunning. And I'm really sad that we didn't see a ton of them in this episode. So we knew that they were in the middle because I think this was by and far the best group look. Could not agree more. <laughs> Could not agree That's more. That's just for Chastity and Zayden. Like, honestly, I'm devastated. We have, like, they are, they have a much quieter edit in these episodes than I would have liked. And it's so sad because they've done so well and ugh, heartbroken. I have to say that my biggest, I wish Zayden, I just want to go up with a pair of scissors and, like, cut this bow sort of make a little bit shorter it's too long yeah maybe that's what it is like keep the bow but make the the trim just a little shorter like the the tail of it because again like that hole yeah yeah if you're gonna be on camera right you're only gonna see a certain part and at the at the maximum you're gonna see johnny's waist and so Mm -hmm. even then this is too long because it just looks like he has like an incredibly long necktie I love the outfit. And I also think that the the model uh, is the one who looks most similar to Tara. She's a a blonde woman. And 
I think the color looks really beautiful on her. They successfully managed color in a way that the rest of the groups didn't really do. Um, you know, look, white, white is white, like they're figure skaters, we get it, it's ice. Uh, so I am really happy for Chastity and Zayden. I think they pulled out a fantastic look and I, I almost wish it was a top three and maybe a bottom two, like I would have been fine with that. If they had wanted to, they could have done a top three and bottom three because the red definitely should have been in the top three, yeah. but per personal opinion there, that is definitely correct. Well, folks, here we are, Octavio and Katie. Oh, I've been <sighs> waiting for this. Uh, I, I'm getting mad all over again looking at this. <laughs> I, okay, first of all, here's, okay, here's my biggest complaint re-looking at this now. Why the fuck does Octavio's model have like a chunky necklace on? What the hell is that? What is this styling? It's so ugly. It's it's like 2013 statement necklace. It's so bad. The whole the whole look, the mesh top. Why would a presenter be wearing a mesh top at the Beijing Olympics? Um, the ruffle jacket is also fugly and the exact opposite of what they had wanted. I don't like the fabric that he chose. Like I just don't like anything about this outfit, and it upsets me that this is what he came up with and like no one had a like he did not see an issue with it for the entire episode oh the mesh top it looks so cheap oh my goodness uh and I wish I was like living in the land of delusion like Octavio is and the worst part is we're gonna see this man for for a long time with and the same not, ruffles and he's not going ruffles. anywhere yeah and that jacket is just going to have to be living in our minds rent-free. Also, the styling, what the hell? Sorry, I'm a little upset. They both, the models look angry, like they want to die. They're, they're giving the woman model like a half-up, half-down Snooky style. It's not giving me what it needs to give. Those it's models awesome. know they are in the bottom and they are not happy with it. Yeah, I would be embarrassed too. It's okay, besties. I've also had to do demoralizing things, yeah. but at least... You're on Project Runway. It could be worse. Yes. I'm um, sure you got paid for that embarrassment at least. I Okay. So let, let's break this down because Katie has done sort of a mesh. She's incorporated the mesh that Octavio has in his shirt into the top of the garment. Um, again, I think a big sin, but at the very least, like the, uh, she's got like a weird ruffle on the boob and like boob cups because then it goes back to the mesh to finish the, the top of the dress then a circle skirt which honestly looks like her plastic bag skirt from last week uh and, and it's just kind of makes a plumage at the bottom i guess here here's my biggest issue with katie when she talks about what she wanted to do it didn't sound any better like when there was a pink ruffle on the dress it didn't look any better than what this was like this it, it, it all kind of was bad ideas like I feel it like it really I'm, is a taste issue like yeah, at, I, at this point it, we're hoping I want to see like her at her best but then like every idea she's thrown has been upsetting and like this is literally the opposite of what they asked for so I just don't get it like why this was the final product from either of them mm -hmm. it just um, seems like another like a a more a dual attempt of everything they have been been doing for the past few episodes and 
for what? Like you just are doing the same tricks. And for Katie, none of those tricks were working. I feel like even, let's say like Katie was independent, right? Let's say Katie got to do whatever she wanted. I question whether she would actually have been able to produce a, a successful dress for Tara anyways, being completely unhindered. You know, like what what's to say that like, it wouldn't be nice to see Tara in like a bubblegum pink or like a bright yellow dress on TV. Like Johnny Weir and Tara are always like, especially Johnny Weir are always like pushing fashion. They are a little obnoxious. They are a little too bright. And that's what makes them them. So I don't, I don't understand why, um, especially knowing the client you're designing for, that these two couldn't put something more together. I'm sure that everyone is going to Aaron being like, okay, what are Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir like? Yeah, and like you said earlier, this one person is going home. So why not do what you originally wanted to do anyway? It certainly can't be that much worse than what we got. So, or just do a fabric similar to what Octavia was doing if you want to compromise that badly. But like, if you're going to go home, go home at least for the design that you wanted to do versus like, oh, you made all of these compromises for what I still will say is probably the worst look. Yeah. And, and the, the, the female modeling styling is heinous also. Okay, oh something God. we haven't even really talked about is Katie mentions that she is part of the Church of the Latter-day Saints, that she is a Mormon. Um, this makes sense. Which uh, leads me to question why she's in Japan, but we can talk about that off, off mic. Um, That's but, a good point. That was, that was a theory I produced in my head. Um, so I, I look, I think that Katie really just like let Octavia walk all over her, but I would say that Octavio is a bad collaborator. Like, I Absolutely. think he did not at any point look at Katie and sense that she was clearly like frazzled and didn't know what was going on and was stressed out. And like, to me, Octavio is very clearly a bad collaborator. He does himself great. Um, but I, I don't think he had any concern for what was going on with Katie, probably because he knew that if Katie goes home, Katie goes home, it doesn't affect him. But in turn, I think it landed him in the bottom and also gave him a really terrible look. And he, even when they were in the bottom, to, like in the bottom two groups, he, like the way he was talking about it, it was still like putting blame on Katie. I'm like, sir, your look sucked. Like this is on you. Yeah, Katie should have been thinking about when she was the graphic is with when she was with the graphic designer and was like don't get rid of the yellow she should have not gotten rid of any of her stuff <laughs> like, yeah. the answers were right there girly so close mm -hmm. up next we have coral and christina's look um more sassy models more sassy models she got it was impossible to get a good photo of this dress because the model like put her leg in the air and i was like well fuck i can't like wait um I it, it's it's a gold sort of voluminous dress from uh, Christina and uh, Coral makes a I would actually say the best jacket of the night um, over a gold turtleneck with some macrame sort of uh, bondage on top and some low leather pants. Um, I okay I'll say this the female model looks like she's like wrapped up for Christmas that's what I'm getting from this I'm not a huge fan of the fabric for it but the dress itself like the top half it's if it was for a different challenge I don't hate it so I guess that was enough to make them safe for this round mm -hmm. in this particular instance but like it wouldn't have been a top choice for this challenge for me 
they're both fine. I do like the jacket though. I agree. Coral's jacket was very nice. I would let's let's see more coral, please. Like I barely know who this woman is, but I would like to know her. Like, what does she like to do? What is her what is her life like? Like, how is her day going? <laughs> Unfortunately, though, when I see this dress, the only thing in my head is, is this even flattering? Like, if I was Tara, would I want to wear a bunch of um, just draped fabric over me like that? Sure, it's like luxurious and the color is pretty, but the the macrame was kind of giving me bondage bondage vibes. Excuse me if I could not make myself more clear. Um, and I don't know how that would translate to NBC, but I could see why this was not a um, safe look. This was a safe look. I guess I'm going into Christina. I'm not just Coral, but there's, I see why this was safe. Yeah. And I don't know if, like, I'm assuming the model's pretty tall. So I don't know if it, this dress would, how, if this dress would translate well onto, uh, onto Tara the same way that it does for the model with just like the length and the proportions and everything. Mm -hmm. I also don't know how nice of a color this would be on Tara. Like it's like a very sort of garish gold and like yeah. respectfully, like I, I don't know that this is gonna like really pop on Tara. Maybe it will, but I feel like the blonde and the gold, like it, it could be a, a lot. Um, <laughs> and what I will also say is that it, it's got this puffiness to it and Christina does these freaking sleeves and I just feel like they're gonna swallow up somebody on camera. Not even necessarily, you know, Tara's probably got some sort of smaller proportions, but like if you're holding a microphone on camera and your arm is like completely engulfed in fabric, it's gonna look kind of weird. It, this is just, these are just things that I think about uh, for you, Tara Lipinski. Um, yeah, this is this is a very safe look. Good for Coral for making a very nice uh, jacket. Uh, and this is the, the most sassy female model and the least sassy male model in this photo. The male model looks like he's being held at gunpoint taking a prom photo. Folks, we are at the end of the list. It's Prajay and Sabrina, and it is the losing look. I, I'm staring at, I'm honestly, I'm not a big fan of what Project has done here either. Uh, this bow is pretty heinous on the shoulder. So Project has done, the back. yeah, Project has done a silver sparkly dress, um, a sort of shoulder that comes to one side uh, in the bodice with a giant bow on top. And I think like sparklers in the back, I genuinely can't tell. Uh, and uh, Sabrina has done a gold shirt a and let me tell you when you get up close you realize that it is like a uh uh it's a sparkle fabric but it's like those you know the pillows that like switch sides if you like rub oh my the fabric? god that's like what oh sequence a sequence gown um it, it's a sequined jacket and red maroon high-waisted pants i do like project's jet dress sans bow like get rid of the bow and make the he has like a little like the little drape the little cape thing um towards the back and like just focus on that instead of the bow um I don't hate the dress I don't think it's a Tara dress similar to what we were talking about with Christina's dress I think like that color would wash out the blonde in her so it I it wouldn't have been like my choice for the winning winning dress even though I think it's definitely not the worst one that we've seen from a lot of people 
and then Sabrina, Sabrina, it's just, it, it really does look like a matador. And I'm sad because I was whole, I was really, really hoping that Sabrina would be able to pull out a like a top look at some point. She was gonna be our underdog of the season. But there's just so many things wrong, like taste-wise. The maroon pants are nice, but then he like this very garish gold top. Like the I don't know why this was a choice for the fabric. And then I did not realize this initially, but like looking at it very close, it is like the whole jacket is sequins and it just like, it's making me cry right now. It's just like, it's what Johnny was saying during the critiques about like, this is like a cartoon version of what they think a figure skater would wear. That's exactly what this is. And it's just, uh, it's just a lot. It's, it's a lot and it it was definitely one of the worst. I still agree. I think we're all kind of in agreement that this isn't the worst look, but it's up there. You can call it tacky. That's what it is. It's it is tacky. And Sabrina, I'm sorry. Like I wanted good things for you, but girl, this was not it. This was tacky she, and it was just. At least she admitted that she never did menswear. She just unfortunately yeah. got strong-armed by, well, we don't know that she got strong-armed by Project, who also doesn't do menswear, into taking on the menswear look. So it's kind of like a perfect storm of, obviously she's not doing the best physically, but also like there's taste things here that are kind of inexcusable. The yeah. first of which being red pants with a gold shirt. It's giving me Christmas presents. Yeah. And I think it, and I do think that if she had, like, I don't know if they were set on Sabrina going home when she was at the bottom, but like, if there was a time to be saved, she was at the bottom with Katie. So that was a, you know, there was also a good chance that Katie was going to go home this round. So if she really want, like, if she had just made a couple taste differences, like she picked a different fabric for the top or she did something completely different with the jacket or made some other edit edits to her look, then she might have been safe this round. Like it wasn't a complete wash the minute she was in the bottom. They have no correlation between the yeah. two looks. I think it's an utter failure from a collaboration standpoint. Like obviously the two bottom looks are the people who collaborated the worst together. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm shocked at how little, there's like literally nothing connecting the two of them. And they literally just did a challenge a couple weeks ago all about cohesiveness and like there's literally no cohesion in either of these two looks. They're all all over the place. Uh, okay, here's 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 what I'd say. The pants are actually not that bad. And we actually don't hear a lot about in this episode like construction and like the men's construction and I'm wondering if either they did a really good job and there's no reason to talk about it or they just did a terrible job and they're like we don't even have time to talk about how bad all of you did at menswear. Um, mm -hmm. The gold is very similar to the gold that Bones used in the Hauntingly Chic episode, and it's horrible. It's a horrible fabric choice. Um, and to put gold and this really sort of like gold vinyl-y uh, material underneath a sequins jacket is insane. There is too much to look at here on this garment. Um, but I, I, I don't love Praget's either. Praget's huge bow on the side is like, maybe it's just like a fuck you to Sabrina because Sabrina wanted to make that structured bow back in week one. And Praget said, I'll give you a structured bow. But I, I'm not thrilled with Praget's garment either. Well, first of all, the judges ask Octavio to talk about the designs and he immediately just starts shitting on Katie. 
and it's just like, well, this is what she did, and, she, and I was like, we we get it, Octavio. Octavio was kind of a dick this episode, like big kinda. I'm glad Elaine cut him off because it was just kind of like, how unself-aware are you, sir? Mm-hmm. It's a team, like it's you yeah. and another person, like and like. On what level did you think like your look was good? I'm sorry. Like this just, it still bothers me. It's like, how, how are you not, are you not sure of this? The the male ego is so powerful. If really? Only I, if only I could tap into it, I could probably solve cancer or something. Solve cancer. <laughs> no, but actually. Um, well, here's the other, the other thing I wanted to read. Um, Nina critiques Katie for losing her voice. So there's this idea of like, Nina says like, don't listen to the voices, but like, listen to like, I feel like the judges are slowly and slowly just becoming like, just tell me who you want on the top and the bottom because everything you say makes no fucking sense to me anymore. Nina's begging Katie to ignore the voices, but is also telling her what to do and how to be better. So like, what should Katie do here? I feel bad for Katie in this situation i don't i think katie just needs better taste like i don't know what like if she needs maybe not listen to the voice but not her voice you know like find a different voice to listen to that's not octavio because we saw how that worked but like clearly just doing what she wanted did not work as we've seen some of the past episodes but then doing what Octavio wanted or making her design around Octavio does also not work. But there was an episode where she was almost in the top. She was like fourth for her other dress. So, you know, like there are ways, like she's not like completely without hope. She can make something that the judges will like. So girl, you got to go back to that, that time, go back to hauntingly chic and figure out like, what did you do right? Because she did like listen to what you wanted to do but also think about taste level yeah poor katie the next thing is do or die for her like mm-hmm. if she doesn't pull out a look that has everybody gagged like who else has been on the bottom as consistently as her so eyes are on you bestie good luck yeah kate kate is she's she's ready to go if she does not step her shit up katie you are in danger girl um mm-hmm. And so Sabrina loses, is sent home. I think that this is just kind of a bummer of an episode. Like, good for Anna. Happy to see Anna win. She's through some great garments this whole time, the first five episodes. Uh, but just such a bummer. Like, Sabrina is is such a sweet person, it seems, but it was such a tough time for her. And uh, it's kind of the episode. I mean, other than that, uh, here, here's my question to you guys. We're, we're five weeks in. Um, do we need to switch out the judges here? Because I don't like them. <laughs> they make me grumpy. Um, is anybody with me? Nina is a staple. Nina must stay. I just mm-hmm. like, I refuse to lose her. But yeah, I could see like any of the other ones getting swapped out and I'll be okay. I did like, I do... I do like Elaine as a person. I don't know if I am a big fan of her as like the Project Runway judge, but like what has Brandon said that has like contributed to my viewing experience other than the gay moment one that I always reference. Like they're fine, 
but it, it is missing something, but I always get annoyed when they were trying to replace Heidi. So I don't know what else they could do at this point. Yeah, I agree. Not really, not really vibing with Elaine and Brandon. Like I really enjoy Christian as a mentor. I think that that's one of like the most enduring changes they've had since um, the format change with Bravo. And that's the part I've enjoyed the most, but the Elaine and Brandon, like what, what do they do? I, I can't tell you anything that they said because I don't, besides Elaine standing up for Katie, I feel like the judges are stale and not really offering anything. Honestly, let me, let Nina be mean again. I'm sorry. Like this, I, I want her, mean. what? Women should be allowed to be mean. Yeah, let Nina, let Nina speak her mind and be mean again. Like, I love early season Judge Nina. Like, yep. like she was great. She's she's witty. She's cutting. Like, I love that about her. Like, let, and now obviously she's the last original judge left. So she has, like, this esteem to her. But, like, let her be esteemed and mean. I want, like, her, um, her Miranda Presley to be, to come out here. Like, come on now. She's. Like she's the OG. Let the OG speak her mind. Come on now. She is yeah. woman. That's that could be one way that they could help fix. They need a mean judge. And like they have Nina. She's great. So please, like, just let her do what she's good at. Yeah. Or even Brandon Wax. Brandon Maxwell started off pretty mean. So just go there, Brandon. Like, that's what we need. We need some bitchiness in this trying time. Um and I, I really feel like we are just missing, like at least Zach Posen had a great sort of like, kind of like, he was always good at being kind of like a dick to people, but also sounding like Zach Posen. Um, I, I just feel like, like Nina Garcia, please just ruin somebody for me. I need it. Um, it's gotten a little too nice for my taste. I miss the yelling at the judges yelling at people, but that's okay. I guess we'll live next week, folks. Um, they are going to collaborate with accessory designers. I'm very excited for this challenge. I think this is going to produce some great hits and some great misses. You guys excited? I'm so excited. Where did they find these respected accessories designers? Uh, probably I, an abandoned place that they found the flower guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, so, the, hey, I'm a pro ride, so. The abandoned Claire's in the Manhattan Mall. Um, Folks, that is another episode of Make It Work, a Project Runway Recap Podcast. You can follow Gia at Classical Gia, Nicole at Behind the Secret, and me at Naomi Calhoun. It's all in the description because we're just that good. Um, thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts on Project Runway throughout the week, tweet at us. We are here for you and to help you um, find your voice and ignore the voices. Uh, guys, thank you so much and have a great night. Make it work. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.